Barker, it took Jordan Romano three pitches to uh, undo an awful lot of good pitching from the Blue Jays tonight. Ultimately, Austin Wells' two-run home run, the difference in a 2-0 loss to the New York Yankees. Um, I know you've got some thoughts on the pitches. I'll get to them right away. But, Kevin, is when you look at Jordan Romano in non-save situations and you look at his numbers, the whip is it's about 1.37. He's given up five home runs in non-save situations. Uh, the ERA is just a shade under 3.6. Is that a thing or is that just, you know, the old story about closers in non-save situations or you know, whatever when the score is tied, just not, for whatever reason, just not coming out with the same intensity, whatever you want to call it? Well, if you can't come out with some intensity last week of the season when you're trying to make the playoffs, help your team do that. I, I don't, I don't really know how you're – if you can even get up for any game. Look, I, I think that's a thing in April, May, and June. Again, end of September, for me, that was just two badly located fastballs. And when you throw a fastball, you know, middle up, you get hurt. You throw a fastball middle down to a left-handed hitter who has a natural little uppercut in his swing, you get hurt. That's, I mean, if we want to come on here and, and sort of say that, oh, it's, he can't get up for this. Oh, man, it's September. Like, I again, I'm not going to do that. I just think he didn't locate two fastballs. And you saw after that, when he locates the slider the way he does, keeps it out of the middle of the strike zone, he gets people out. And that's the thing, right, is you have to make good pitches, even to teams that are out of it and who are trying to figure out what younger guys can do this time of the year. So, yeah, not for me. 94-7, 95-9 velocity. Uh, again, the location, obviously, uh, an issue as well. Back-to-back outings now from Jordan Romano, and I guess we'll wait to hear. I mean, I presume, I, I can't imagine the fingernails a thing now. Uh, we'll not. wait to hear if John Schneider says anything about that. But back-to-back uh, -back outings, biggest time of year, Jordan Romano has not been good enough. Um, what's your level of concern here? doesn't matter at this point in the season, do we? Yeah, I mean, whether or not we have a level of concern. Yeah, I guess. I mean, let's be honest. Like, Michael King carved them up. Uh, let's let's not lie by that. Well, one, Malachi Moore helped had, out a little bit, they too. Had, I mean. They had one chance. That was the third inning with Vladdy up. He takes the 3-1, two-seamer right down the middle. I mean, that's basically the at-bat. When the at-bat doesn't work out and you give Michael King. I mean, he had five walks. Like They had lots of opportunities. Fastball command for him is today, especially after the start he had before, wasn't great, right? It was, I make the perfect pitch, I walk you. I mean, I'm not afraid to do that because at home you don't hit a bunch of homers. I'm going to take my chances that way. If I, you know, I'm unpredictable with my little sweeper, I can throw that. Uh, swing counts, I'll throw my sweeper again. I'll throw my change up and swing counts. Those are, you know, 2-0, 2-1, 1-0, 1-1. Like, those are swing counts. And when you're capable of throwing a secondary pitch for a quality strike to get ahead, and give you the advantage. That makes the two-seamer, which he can backdoor, he can front hip it, he can elevate the four-seamer, he can do it with velocity, he does crossfire, he's hard to pick up. I ain't making excuses. I just tell him that dude's nasty. Like, he he carved them up. I mean, if you want to be nervous about Jordan Romano, I guess. I mean, again, he went 36 games between blown saves. I, 
I mean, would you like to see him go out there, blow people up, and just dominate all the time? Yeah. Is that Jordan Romano? Not most of the time, right? He's going to keep you on the edge of your seat because some of the times he doesn't locate the heater. Some of the times the consistent velocity's not there. Some of the times he'll throw too many sliders to dudes that don't like the fastball. But, I mean, you can't argue what he's been doing. Most of the time he gets the job done. It's just so happens, right? You know, the manager doesn't give the four-pitch walk to a lefty. You know, to allow him to pitch to the righty with the bases loaded. And today, through two heaters down the middle. Again, at the big leagues, most of the time you throw fastballs down the middle, especially to young hitters who can hit the old good number one. If it's not located, normally you don't get away with that. That's what happened today. But this is a collection of getting carved up, and then closer just didn't locate. Well, the good news is it gets easier tomorrow. Garrett Cole's <laughs> on the mound for the Yankees. You know what you're getting. I mean, it's glove side, two pitches, and a third one occasionally. That's a four-seamer away. That's a cutter away. That's a slider away. You know what you're getting. Like, show up, get ready to hit. He's not going to be perfect. He'll give you something down the middle. Can't miss it. 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590. The Blue Jays have lost 2 nothing to the New York Yankees in the first game of this three-game series, first game of a six-game homestand. Time now to keep an eye on the out-of-town scoreboard, see what happens between Houston and Seattle, see where the Blue Jays uh, will be in the wild-card standings, or see at least uh, how much of a bulge they will have in the wild-card standings, if any, after tonight. And, uh, again, Houston to Seattle, that game gets underway, I believe, at 10. Uh, So uh, we will definitely be keeping an eye on that. David in Calgary, you're on Blue Jays Talk. Guys, thanks so much for having me on. Um, normally, I'd be uh, right on board with a couple hits and uh, no uh, clutch hitting in key situations, which is the story all year. But I have to tell you, I was absolutely ready to crush my television set when I saw the the choice from Kirky and and Romano tonight coming in and throwing fastballs. Uh, I mean, when you think back to many safe situations this year with Jordan Romano, how many times have we seen this year where early in, in innings in the ninth, no, forget the situation whether it's tied behind ahead. I, I could care less where he comes in and has to battle back with runners on. And it's happened a lot. There have been a lot of safe situations and crucial moments this year where he's put the lead off or the first two guys on base. And I'm telling you, what do we always say? If you're going to get beat, get beat with your best stuff. And I don't care if the velo on the fastball is 97 or 98. That is not his best pitch. And I don't know what they were doing between him and Kirky coming out with back-to-back three fastballs in a row. You give up the leadoff single with a fastball and you come right back on the next pitch and throw exactly the same thing. And you know what I'd be concerned about watching Jordan Romano pitch? Do you remember Billy Koch back in the day? Lots of velo, but guess what? No late life on the fastball. And that fastball from Jordan Romano right now is pretty damn flat. I don't care if it's 97. There is no late life on that ball. And if I'm watching him, I'd be very concerned. I'd be uh, very, that... very concerned. And I was very frustrated watching that outing tonight. Forget the intensity, just the plan walking in there. And if I'm watching now, 
if I'm the Blue Jays and I'm P. Walker and John Schneider and I'm looking at the last two outings, there is not enough life on that fastball for me to have him in key situations right now. Well, here's and thanks for the call. Here's the thing: he's had a day. He had a day off. Um, he actually had two days off. He did not pitch on Sunday, did he, Kevin? I don't think he pitched on Sunday. So he's had a couple of days off. And again, he comes out and it's ninety four seven, ninety five nine. You know, yeah. I mean, I I would take ninety seven right out of the gate. But Kevin, I'll ask you. Um, Put yourself in Jordan Romano's shoes or Alejandro Kirk's shoes. How are you approaching those first two batters? Yeah, the batters are hitting 211 off his four-seamer. They're hitting 215 off his slider like it's potato-potato here. He locates the fastball. They're probably out. I think they tried to go up and away to one guy. They tried to go up and away to another guy and choked it off and left both down the middle. Like that's, that's sort of the thing, right? Mechanically sound, he's not. I mean, he's got two pitches. He has to throw the fastball to make the slider better. We've seen him come out and abuse the slider, and that's how he gets in trouble. I mean, again, it's I, – I don't think we can come on here and yell and scream about life. And, and I mean, this this time of the year, yeah, it's nice if, if a guy could come out and throw a bazillion miles an hour, throw it right down the middle and get away with it. Most of the time, especially to some younger guys who that's what they got to the big leagues doing, is hitting velocity. They're used to seeing it. That's why you have to locate it. Basically, don't throw it down the middle. He threw two pitches down the middle as a single and a homer. It's when you're trying to do one thing, you choke it off, it goes somewhere else. Big league hitters make you pay for that. And I don't mind the fastballs. I kind of like it, right? You establish that, it's good. You locate it somewhat. Then you get them swinging, get them swing happy. Then you can throw the slider and you can get away with some bad ones. How many times have we seen bad sliders from Romano? A lot. But he can get away with them some of the times. Because he establishes the velocity up, up and in, up and away, down and away. It's rarely down the middle. He just so happens tonight he threw two down the middle. So, yeah, I couldn't disagree more about not throwing fastballs. I like that. It's just the location of them. And I'm sure the next time he throws, he's their closer. (laughs) They're not changing that. I mean, we can yell and scream about Jordan Hicks being the closer or Eric Swanson who did a nice job or whoever else down there you want to go to. I mean, Jordan Romano's so closer. What would tell you guys anything other than that, that he's not going to get the ball either with the lead or I, – I mean, I I just don't this, – this time of the year, I don't think it's time to be talking about your closer. Who well, I don't think anybody – done a really good job, right? I don't think anybody's saying that – I don't think the caller was saying that uh, he shouldn't close anymore. I think that's what I heard. No. no. I, I heard him say, why would you have confidence in who a guy that don't have life to his fastball? Well, I think he, that doesn't. That says don't but, go to him. Well, you don't have any choice. I, I think that's. Well, part I mean, of you the, got Jordan Hicks. I think that's who throws I think a bazillion. That's the caller's point is you don't have any choice. What do you mean you don't have a choice? Well, I mean, we've talked all year about how good the bullpen is, and then they added Jordan Hicks. You got Eric Swanson back. Uh, you got Chad Green who's had experience in late close. games. You're, like you got you got not, a bunch of guys down there. You're not going to, Kevin. If if they use Chad Green to close out this game. Tonight. You're yeah, saying there there's no choices. That. I'm disagreeing with that. They do have in choices. In the ninth inning. Yeah, you, would be a, you wouldn't be okay with Jordan Hicks? I'm telling you, they're not going to do that because they have their closer. Jordan Romano's their closer. So you're and, arguing. And they, when they make the playoffs, he's getting the ball. No? Yeah. Yeah. You're I mean, right. I'm tell, the caller said that how do you have faith in a guy who doesn't have life to his fastball? That would tell you that the caller would like to see somebody else in the ninth inning. 
That's what I heard. Maybe I didn't hear it the right way, but and I'm saying he sort of earned the right to be the closer for the Toronto Blue Jays, no matter how sometimes tough it is to watch. Oh, it is tough to watch in two big games. Sometimes, yeah. You know, if they if they do not, I mean, I can tell you, if they do not make the playoffs, you know where the blame will lie after two of these these back to back. Uh, the offense had three hits. Correct. And at home. Correct. And is that does that shock you? We've seen that all year. I mean, I all, mean after, talk, after the, all we talked about all year is how they were going to have to win games and they weren't going to score many runs. And After know, the way they looked in Tampa, yeah, it is a little shock. I mean, again, I know Michael King's nasty. I mean, that is – that's some stuff. Like, he's bringing it. Like, he don't care to walk seldom, you. He's going to get after you. Just the – yeah, seldom after the at-bats they had in Tampa to come here and I don't have know. the at-bats they had when how many walks Michael King gave up. Yeah, I mean they had the right guys up at the right spot. They just didn't get the big hit. That's the thing, right? Is I we I talked think... about this on our show. It's the top three guys. If they're not getting the big giant hit, most I don't of the think time you don't. See I don't that. think a lot of people expected, given how this team hasn't been able to hit at home all year. I guess with the exception of that that Boston series. I mean, I certainly didn't didn't expect what we saw in Tampa or New York to happen. Here it hasn't happened all year. Why would you expect the Jays to score seven runs a game? Who here? said who said seven runs? I mean, again, the, uh, this is what I say. Everybody has to do their part. When I, one guy comes in and doesn't do his part after the other guys did, Gosman gave you his thing, Swanson came in and did his thing, and then a guy throws two fastballs down the middle and gets beat. Again, we talked about this a lot. Every pitch seems to matter because of the way they hit. John Schneider was asked about Jordan Romano's outing. You know, his stuff was good. Um, you know, Glaber's having a good year, and then you can't throw fastballs down to Wells. You know, other young dudes are trying to get the ball in the air and um, just miss his location there. And then after that, he was pretty much spot on. Um, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you get your closer in, and, um, you know, some nights like tonight, it doesn't work out. But I think it was just mislocation to Wells. Uh, I thought he was really good after that. Gee and Maple, you're on Blue Jays Talk. Yeah, well, I'll start off by saying uh, Malachi Moore is the second time he's had uh, two different strike zones that have cost us a game, I thought. I thought uh, he was pathetic tonight. But anyways, I'll let you guys talk about that here, later. Here. But um, a couple things. Um, the one thing I'm going to disagree with a lot of people is, I mean, as far as safe situations are concerned, anybody who's complaining about Jordan Romano, you know, you, you got to be out of your mind. The guy had 26, I think, consecutive saves, and he blows a game and everyone's on this guy. Like, it's well, going to happen. It, no, hang, are... Just hang on. Hey, whoa, whoa, hang on for a minute. Hang on for a minute. Don't think everybody's on this guy. He gave up two runs in a game, what, the uh, on uh, on September 26th with a playoff mm-hmm. spot in the balance. I would hope people mm-hmm. would be upset. I wouldn't want people to come on here and be happy, nor should they be. That's back-to-back outings where he has not been good enough. Okay. I, but that's hope, all but, people but, are but... saying. No, but hold on a second. I'm, 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 I was going to finish by saying I look at Jordan Romano two ways. In safe situation, the guy's elite. I'm sorry, he is elite. And if you expect perfection, then everyone who's, who's, who's holding him accountable for Saturday's game shouldn't even be watching the sport because I'm sorry, the guy's been awesome. And I don't care if he get. he reminds me a lot of Kenley Jansen. Kenley Jansen always gets himself into trouble and finds himself out of, the, out of trouble. And that's what Jordan Romano does. But also like uh, Jansen – you can't put Romano in in a tie game over and over again. If you pull up his numbers, his I ERA, 
in in tie games or when they're when when it's not a safe situation are atrocious. And Schneider, I blame Schneider for this. He should have put in Chad Green. The guy's been money. He is money. He's always been money. And I would have saved Romano after Hicks in in extra innings. You don't put Romano in in a tie game. You just don't do it. And Schneider, he doesn't. He he continues to do it. And one more thing, guys. Why the hell is Matt Chapman batting in the middle of the lineup when he should be batting ninth? He's batting 206 since May 1st with six home runs and 31 RBIs. That equates to two home runs and six RBIs a month. It's pathetic. And he continues to throw him in the middle of the lineup. I don't care. He got a base hit in the ninth inning. Big deal. Barker. This guy I will needs pa- to be batting. Pass this over to Barker. He needs to be batting ninth. He would look so much better as a, as a number nine hitter. That's the only place you could put him in this lineup where you know what? He actually looks good. I'll hang up and listen, and we better win tomorrow. <laughs> I'll let you handle the. Uh, uh, yeah, start I don't know. with the Matt well, Chapman question. What do you want me to say about the lineup? Like the lineup is what the lineup is. Like they're trying to sometimes hide certain guys in certain ways. Like there's. Dude gets a couple of hits. He gets a walk-off hit. You reward him by moving him up in the order. Like, it's – I I don't – I mean, Matt Chapman this year is what Matt Chapman is. But who – like, it's it's like, well, we're, who else would you put up there? Like, give me that answer. Like, I, yeah. that, this is the – It's. I mean, those are facts. This is why on our show we talk about the first three guys. If they're rolling and doing their thing, who cares four through nine? I mean, it's true at this point in the year because of the way they pitch and hold other teams from scoring runs. It comes down. How do they win in Tampa? The first three dudes in Varsho had good games, driving in runs. Like it's, I, I don't really know what to say about the lineup. I mean, Matt Chapman is what he is. I, he collapses his backside. I tell you this all the time. How many right-handed hitters you see hit pop-ups? So that to the between home and third and home and first the way Matt Chapman does. I've played I've seen more baseball than most humans have and been sitting watching baseball in a dugout. I've never seen right hand here do that that many times. And it's not lack of effort, he's trying his best. It just so happens one of those years where whatever he's trying is just not working. So I just don't know what people want. Like I it the lineup from the four hole on for the Toronto Blue Chase. Is what the lineup is. I, if you had somebody else waiting in the wings, you know, maybe put David Schneider back in. I'd let him hit fifth. No. <laughs> the uh, again though, the caller did mention the the whole non-save situation. It's again, Romano's numbers. I don't know the reason. I don't pretend to know the reason for it. I'm just saying his numbers in those situations are not good. And I'm not saying. That if I was John Schneider, I, w- I mean, obviously I'm not, you have to use him. But it it's a thing. It, it's a thing. I mean, you cannot have watched this dude pitch this year and come away without thinking it's a thing. Like, if I'm talking about an, a, a, a difference in ERA of over a run, right, uh, there's something there. I mean, he gave it up in Tampa, too. So, I mean, they're up a run. That's a safe situation. Like you know the the what I what you see sometimes with Jordan is it's the when he leaves the pen to when he first throws the first pitch to the first batter it's not his best stuff like it's not the maybe top st- end gear maybe stop with the light show I don't know what to tell you I mean I <laughs> come on like and I look don't be silly but 
I no, mean, it is got, true. You there's got to be a, like the the energy level this time of the year with where their teams at can't be the reason. Kevin. I mean, maybe two months ago or three months ago, you bring him in a situation like this, and he doesn't throw the way he's supposed to be throwing. But if you can't get up for these games, no matter what the score is, then I, again the fa- the, again the fastball velo was not there when he came out of the bullpen for whatever reason, and he had a day off. That, I mean, that's just that's that's a fact. Billy and Markham, I knew you'd call hey. tonight, Billy. What's up, my man? Oh, uh, first of all, the the last caller that called in. You telling me I don't know baseball, bro? Are, are you telling me that I haven't been watching baseball games? What the hell have you been watching, and what the hell have you been smoking tonight? First of all, Romano has been in trouble every game this year. He'd have a lot more blowing saves if he didn't come in with a three-run lead. How many times did he give up one and two runs and a line drive to the wall and get away with a save? How many times has that happened this year? I don't want to hear about four blowing saves. There was about 30 almost blown saves that he got away with. So don't tell me about Romano and who we can put anybody in in the ninth inning. You don't have to go with Romano to close. Here's who I'm pissed off at. I'm pissed off at the New York Yankees. And I want to talk about something that you guys said earlier in your show today. You know, first of all, you sit out there and judge. Now, Kevin, I heard you say earlier, well, you know, you got to protect them. And he's your $400 million guy. And this mm-hmm. guy's got to. Let's get one thing straight. He sat out about 30 games before this injury and with six games left in the season. Are you going to tell me this guy can't finish off and play the last six games and maybe put a, and help the Seattle Mariners out? If I'm the Mariners, I'm as pissed as I can be with him sitting out. He's got four months off after these next six games, and he can't play today? No bloody way do I believe that. The Atlanta Braves got four guys that are going to play 162 ball games. But, no, we got to sit Aaron Judge out because he's played 22 games in a row. I Billy, want two guys. Listen. I they won the game. They for, won the game. The yeah. Mariners will be very happy. They won the game. Yeah. Right. But, listen, guys, <laughs> here's – and, and you want to talk about how bad baseball's been. So, Stanton, cattle action in the second base on a double. Okay, well, supposedly, <laughs> supposedly, supposedly he's hurt. There's a ground yeah. ball – Hit to hit the Springer where Springer's got to go way to his left, turn his whole body and throw home. They hold up Stanton at third base. They hold him up, and then what happens? Then they hit a instead of pinch running for him on second base or pinch running for him on third in a zero-zero ball game. They send him. Bo makes another one of his terrible throws to home plate, which he gets away with. It bounce. They get him out at the plate. If I'm the Seattle Mariners. I am livid at the Yankees right now. Play your damn best guys and try and help us. Try and help us out. They try didn't need their best guys. They 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 didn't need their best guys. They knew Jordan Romano was going to come in and give it up in the ninth inning, and they knew that the Jays weren't going to hit get any hits, or Jeff, score any listen, runs. Listen, Jeff. Seriously, I'm I'm, I know. No, I, I know you. Are. I know you are, Jeff. But listen, I am. It is just so annoying. I wish you guys would take calls after the sixth inning. Every. Game Jeff is zero zero after six. Oh, come games. on, you can't take you can't take the Lord's name in vain three times. Okay, okay, yeah, I, and I'm Catholic too. I shouldn't do that. I apologize. Yeah, you shouldn't. Well, you better say fifteen Hail Marys and our fathers. I and I've said a lot yeah. of them over my life. Trust me. Yeah, I bet you have too. But listen, listen, guys, we got to start. I said this to you before. We're going to see all this kind of pitching in the playoff. We got to start scoring runs. 
we we've got Vladdy. I don't know what's happened to you. Are you are you all of a sudden now, Vladdy? Not you're not swinging at all. I didn't. I said don't swing at pitchers a, a foot and a half outside. But damn it, swing the damn bat. And anyways, guys, look at we're in. Don't worry, and the fans out there. Don't worry about it. We're, we're we're in. It's just a matter of what happens once the playoffs come around, and and hopefully we can go on a run. So I'll Thanks, leave it at Thanks, Billy. Be Thanks, well. guys. Later. Uh, so but what if they were the Mariners and not in the playoff spot? What do you think the calls would be like then? Uh, <laughs> like I, it's look, the other team's got players too. I, I mean, they're, they're trying their best to play the best game they can possibly play too. Occasionally you're going to throw a ball down the middle and occasionally you're not going to swing at a three, one, two seamer from a crossfire guy who throws 95 miles an hour with late movement. Like, occasionally you're not going to do that. Like, I, I just – Well, I, and then and I then, mean, and not, then you get rung up by a pitch that wasn't that, that wasn't a strike. This is the only – here's something I'll ask you, though. Malachi Moore's strike zone was not good from the get-go. Hmm. Um, when you're Vladdy in that situation, can, can you let that enter your head when you're at the plate? Can you let the umpire's – my favorite word, creative strike zone, enter your thought process when you're at the plate, Kevin. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm asking you. You go to the plate and you go, this guy is, this guy's strike zone is, never mind oval, this 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 strike zone is like, oval. I don't know, hexagon or what, whatever the hell it is. Can you let that enter your mind as a hitter? Well, well uh, look, the, the when you're facing a dude that has Michael King stuff, you're trying to force him on the plate. You're trying not to chase. And when the umpire's giving him a little bit off the plate. There's not much you can do. No. I, that, that, that's that, what I'm asking. It's why when you get in a fastball count, you can guess fastball. And Michael King's very smart, right? He knows that Vladdy has had some issues this year of keeping square through the zone to drive the ball to right center. What do you do? You throw the ball away with the bases loaded, a two-seamer to have it come back. So you're for sure going to throw that thing for a strike. So you're banking on him taking it because it's away because the back spinning to right center ain't playing with the bases loaded. So you know he's going to take it. So it's strike two. Now you're thinking, okay, if it worked then, I'm going to throw it again, but I'm going to start it a little bit further off the plate. I mean, it's genius, right? It's why Michael King right now is Michael King. I want to get back to the phone lines after we uh, take a break and look at the out-of-town scoreboard. But, Kevin, I did want to, uh, I did want to talk about Kevin Gossman. Um, five no-hit innings before giving up that single to Estevan Florio. Seven shutout innings. It's his ninth start of at least seven innings. That matches Chris Bassett for fifth most in the AL. 237 strikeouts. That leads the AL right now. <clears throat> Pardon me, that leads the AL right now. Um, his performance tonight. He threw six sliders. I mean, he got two pitches. He, he That just tells you how nasty he is. That He threw 61 fastballs. He throws fastballs 66% of the yeah. time tonight in the strike zone. Yeah. He got two pitches. If I'm hitting off him, I'm saying I got 50-50 chance of guessing right. If it's in a location, I take it. They seem to not be able to do it for whatever reason. To say that that dude is elite is 
I mean, I just don't know what else to say. I mean, maybe he's a little tired not finishing consistently. That's why you saw Kirky setting up in some spots, right? I'll sit up middle away, so if it runs against the righty, at least it'll be a strike. I'll be more efficient. I'll go deeper in games. Like, he'll against the lefty, start it down the middle. So if it runs, it's on the plate away. It's a good pitch. It's a strike. Like, I'm more efficient. I'm not going deeper in games. They can't eliminate my split finger. I don't have to throw more sliders. Like, to say that that dude is like, I mean, if there's anybody having any doubt that he should ever pitch the most meaningful game that the Blue Jays would ever play, it's just, what? I mean, it's two pitches. It's crazy. 416-870-0590, star 591-888-666-0590. Speaking of two, two runs for the Yankees. Hey. None for the Blue Jays. Do nothing. The Yankees take the first of three games in front of 40,454 hot dog eaters at the Ooh. Rogers Center. That's a lot of processed oh, meat. If you're going to do it, do it. I guess. Uh, we'll take a break. Look around the out-of-town scoreboard. The Mariners and the Astros, they are just underway. Nothing to report, but we'll look at the scoreboard, look at the standings as well, and then get back to the phone lines, 416-870-0590, star 591 590 Operators are standing by. It's Blair and Barker on Blue Jays Talk on Sportsnet 590. The fan and the Sportsnet radio network. The great thing about Jordy is, you know, when he comes through the gate, you know, he's, you know, you don't want to say content with whatever happens, happens, because everything that leads up to that inning, he's prepared mentally and physically. So the life of a closer is tough, and you have to have a very short memory. And, you know, you look at the result, yeah, it wasn't, you know, ideal tonight or on Saturday, but you look at the overall body of work and you look at the stuff and the stuff was there. You know, if uh, if a starter makes a bad pitch in the second inning for a two-run homer and then goes seven innings, you kind of forget about it. It gets really, really magnified when you're pitching one inning. There you go, Barker. The skipper disagrees with your uh, assessment. What about, was my assessment? Your assessment. How did I not? Something happens between that last warm-up pitch in the bullpen you're talking, and coming out in the mound. You're talking about don't give light shows. That's the what reason why say? it doesn't throw 99 is because of the light show. Like, I, okay. Like, uh, again, he's he, it's he doesn't rely on smooth and easy mechanics. If I get that right, right, it's like Chad Green, right? It's free and easy. Everything's out front, and I'm a big dude and using leverage. And here comes my best stuff from the gate. Jordan Romano's not like that. He's forcing that velocity. Sometimes it doesn't work out. But we'll out we'll put in a call and see if they can can the light show. <laughs> I think the light show's run its course. It that's, has. That's just. Me. I think it's kind of cool myself. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, you just you're, you're the one that mentioned it. You know, you you throw it out there. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. Tom Young has no idea why you're laughing, Barker. Time for the Major League Standings Watch, presented by Bet three six five. With Bet three six five, you can bet in things like player props, totals, the number of times Billy uses the Lord's name in vain, or game outcomes across many different sports. Nineteen plus play responsibly, Ontario only. The Texas Rangers. Uh oh, they are losing. 3-1 to the Los Angeles Angels. Still plenty of time for the Angels to screw that one up. The Houston Astros in Seattle, they're scoreless in the first inning. And uh, other games of note, 
with interest for uh, wild card race, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, Baltimore beat Washington one nothing, or really one nothing. I don't know if that is any real interest. Uh, Tampa Bay beat Boston nine seven. So these standings are thus. The uh, oh, congratulations by way, by the way, the Philadelphia Phillies they have clinched a postseason Ooh. berth. Only thing beat the Braves. Yeah, uh, bingo, exactly in either league, in my opinion. Oh, uh, great answer. Hmm? That's a great answer. The Texas Rangers uh, are still playing. They uh, have won six in a row. This, but uh, as we mentioned, they're still playing. Baltimore's ninety-eight and fifty-nine. They did a hundred wins this year. Baltimore's wow. ninety-eight and fifty-nine. They're obviously leading the uh, East. Uh, Tampa Bay is 96 and 62. They're nine and a half up on the wild card. Toronto is 87 and 70. They're a game up in Houston, who's 86 and 71 playing right now. And Seattle is a game and a half back. I mean, I guess at this point, I guess we're cheering for the Astros, basically. Absolutely. You want to bury the team that isn't in the, the wild card race or isn't in a wild card position right now. Yeah. You want to bury Seattle. Um, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Again, Houston and Seattle. That is on uh, Sportsnet, and uh, well, there was a lot of cheering in Seattle. I thought maybe something happened, but it was just simply, I guess, the inning. Threw it out Tuve. Did he? Did you see No, that? I was making that up. That's normally one. Other team. Four, one, six, Cheer. eight, seven, zero, zero, five, ninety. <laughs> Star, five, ninety, one, triple, eight, triple, six, zero, five, ninety. Daryl in Whitby. You're a big Romano fan. You're almost as big a Romano fan as I am. <laughs> no, hey guys, how are you? Well, we're doing well, considering we just watched the the closer torture game yeah. in September. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I wanted to touch on that. I'm sorry if I'm in the playoffs and the Jays get into the playoffs all day long. I want Hicks's velo over what Romano does. I'm sorry if you get down to the playoffs and you want. You need a game to be closed out. You want the velo from Hicks because nobody's going to touch that when he locates. The magic words, though, when he locates. Uh, look, I love his velo, um, yeah. and and generally I'm with you. But, but he's, um, he's been more consistent but, lately, though. He's been doing better. Uh, so, I mean, Romano's here. I'll tell you what. If if you were to do that, um, to me, that would just that would that would smell of panic. And um, I, I just don't see I don't see John doing that. No, Kevin, I'm right. You're, you gave me that look like that. I'm I have not been saying that Jordan Romano shouldn't be the closer. I haven't been saying that. You're making it sound like I, I I've said Jordan Romano shouldn't close. That's not the case. Jordan Romano's a closer. I get it. All I asked to start the show is why, and he's not the only one. Why a lot of closers seem to have difficulty in non-save situations, and they do. Yeah, I would assume if they knew the answer to that, they wouldn't be that way, that's or they wouldn't put them in, or they wouldn't put them in non-safe situations. I mean, their managers are not doing that. So, oh, let me put him out there so we can lose. I think it is something. I, it, it's one of those things that gets magnified, though. I mean, look, people look when a guy. See, I take that. I, I look at it different, lift differently than you. I take that as a sign of how much confidence people have in Romano. That when something like this happens, it's a national crisis because it doesn't always happen. Yeah, that's fair. That's kind of the way I look at it. But, yeah, I mean, on look, if Jordan Hicks closes out game one of the playoffs and Jordan Romano's still healthy, uh, I mean, John Schneider better win that game if, if, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I, I mean, Jordan Romano's the closer. Um, he's going to be the closer, I think, as long as he's here. And 
Yep. My friend Mr. Barker is right. It's a bit of a roller coaster ride. It's not Mariano Rivera. Mm-hmm. Not many people are Mariano Rivera. Nope. It's not even Edwin Diaz. There you go. But by and large, he gets the job done. Better than most closers in baseball. Yeah, you can't argue that. Having said that, though, uh, you know, back-to-back outings, uh, you have to be concerned. I, I think you have to be concerned. Um, given the fingernail, which okay, it's not an issue, fine. But it was it's not, at one point. You got the fingernail thing. And, again, it, he, he's, he's more rested now than he's probably going to be the rest of the season. He's probably not going to get two days off the rest of the season. And that's what concerns me. Yeah, is all that considered? He's coming out. It's the and up, he's throwing ninety four. It's the miles up and down hour. velocity for me. I mean, when's the last time you saw him throw ninety nine? It's been a while. Like there's uh, that is true. There's a reason. I mean, I I don't know the reason of that. I haven't asked. I mean, I guess I can, but I mean they're, they're running him out there because he's their closer. Yeah, and he gets the job done like you said most of the time. Would you like to see the ninety nine against the elite teams? Which if they make the playoffs. Those teams are in the playoffs for a reason because they do things well. Maybe they hit fastballs. Maybe you need to throw something a little harder, a little better located to get some middle-of-the-order better bats out in the playoffs. That's, for me, the one worrisome part of it. But, again, he ain't very mechanically sound. Like, it's a crossfire you know, foot stepping one way, hand going the other, and sometimes that just doesn't ooze best release point and out in front and best finish, and I think that's why you see the up and down velocity. But hmm? we still got time for a few more calls. 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590. We're with you until 1030. It is Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker. It is Blue Jays Talk. Blair and Barker, of course, tomorrow from 5 to 7 Eastern on Sportsnet 590. The fan and Sportsnet still scoreless in Seattle where uh, Christian Javier and is it George Kirby? Is it uh, Kirby tonight? Mm -hmm. George Kirby uh, pitching for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590. All right, we've got Garrett Cole tomorrow. Uh, it does not get any easier, clearly. Uh, Garrett Cole was – well, Michael King was really impressive the last time the Jays saw him before tonight. Uh, Garrett Cole's probably going to win the Cy Young Award. I, think it's, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going on a limb, no. Kevin, saying that. Uh, what's the Jays' plan of attack against Garrett Cole? Don't miss the one down the middle. He'll throw you one down the middle. I mean, it's rare, and you'll probably get maybe one in his bat when you get you can't miss it. If you do, if you do miss them, it'll look like it did tonight. I mean, it's real. He's going to go glove side on you because he's had success doing that. He's got the blueprint on how to get this team out. Mm-hmm. It's velocity. It's the moving cutter away. It's an occasional fastball up to some lefties. But he's going to get after you. He likes his fastball. He thinks it's really good. He likes his cutter. He thinks it's really good. He likes his breaking ball. He thinks it's really good. He likes glove side a lot to righties. I mean, they haven't shown you that they can consistently hit singles to right field. So you're thinking, okay, if you can't do that, you better be short and quick to the one down the middle. And when he throws it to you, because he will. He's a human being. He's not perfect. You better not miss it. Mike and Vaughn, you've got some nice words to say about me. <laughs> hey, Jeff, how are you? I'm doing well, Mike. I, I, I've been, I've, I, my, my call screener here says uh, if Mike wants to give you a thumbs up. 
Yeah, I, no, I appreciate I've been following that. you since the Expos days, since you covered the Expos back in Montreal. God, are you 85 so years old or what? I'm uh, 45, so I've been following you since I was a teenager, I think. Oh, okay. Well, and I was wondering why you had to hex Vladdy. You said before the game, 35 at-bats, no strikeouts. And I told my That was Shulman. No, 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 no. <laughs> that was Dan Shulman. Yeah. I'll give you his number off air. You can call <laughs> Shulman. <laughs> no, seriously, Mike. Okay. That was Shulman. <laughs> Barker, back me up here. Uh, well, I mean, don't be afraid to take one for the team. You were real quick about throwing Shulman under the bus right there. But, yeah, when he was came on our show, it was – and, again, that has nothing to do with what Dan said or what we said. But he trumpeted it. He said, I've got a stat I'm going to drop on your show. Oh, he did that. Well, it's been impressive, right, that he's yes, not chasing and he gets good pitches and he's balanced and he's getting to his finish, Mike, all this thing. Uh, you, had, you did – all kidding aside, you did have a question for Kevin about uh, Vladdy's approach today, though. Yeah, it was um, it was surprising. I really thought it was the turning point of the game with the bases loaded. I thought he was going to come up in the clutch, but you know, he just didn't. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the call. Yeah, it's I, yeah. Again, again, this is a pitcher that has a good approach against a guy who, you know, when you game plan and you understand what a guy's struggling with. And again, we know this. Like, I'm not telling people anything that they don't already know that Vladdy. Shoulders being square throughout the entire swing consistently mm. all season. That's why you see the lean back, the roll over to third and shortstop a lot is because of that reason. So have a good game plan. He threw a good pitch. You get it down the middle again, right? You got to follow that. You got to sort of think along and say, how's he trying to get me out? The yeah. two-seamer moves a lot. Vladdy, uh, didn't, Vladdy didn't play, by the way, uh, the last time they faced Michael. Michael King, that was uh, the day in which he hurt his knee. He was a, he was a late scratch with a knee injury. So, appreciate the call. No, I don't have to give the number anymore because we've got one minute left. There nice. you go. One minute. I hear somebody saying one minute in my year, and I've got Tom Young here pointing to it. So, we have a minute left. we got to run. No, all kidding aside, uh, 2 nothing. the Blue Jays lose to the New York Yankees. The good news is they get to do it again tomorrow. Even better news, they get to do it against Garrett Cole. Guaranteed win night, as we used to refer to it in the business. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. While the team makes a push for the postseason, make sure you are prepping your ride for cold weather with Crown, Canada's number one rust protection. Book your appointment today at crown.com or visit the location nearest you.